Hey there, this is Brian. I'm the host of the Engaging Missions show. If you've found this show for the first time, I did want to take a second to let you know that this show is not currently in production. You're certainly welcome to check out all of the archives, but we don't have new episodes coming out at the moment. However, I did want to take a second to highlight one of the sponsors that sponsored the show a while ago. They're not currently sponsoring the show, but if you're looking for a place to invest in the kingdom, I'd recommend checking out Mega Voice Audio Bibles. You can find them at megavoice.com, or you'll find a link in the show notes, and I would encourage you to just check that out and see if maybe that's a fit for your giving. There's no compensation here or anything like that. I just wanted to highlight them. And with that, I'll get you back into the regular program. What if you're a missionary working through a local church and the leaders aren't interested in reaching the community? We'll talk about that and more. This is the Engaging Mission Show, episode 157 with Jen Hamilton. Welcome to the Engaging Mission Show, where we are bringing missions home. Here's your host, Brian Ensminger. All right, let's get started. Today, I am super excited to have Jen Hamilton with us. She is an Aussie living in Thailand along with her husband. Her son and her family live nearby. They've been there for about four years, and they're working in their community teaching English, swimming, sustainable agriculture. They also work at a local jail. They run a gym. They're working with people in remote villages, and they have a house church. And believe me, that is a mouthful. So, Jen, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's great to be here today. This, as I was sharing beforehand, this is absolutely my privilege as well. Now, as I was thinking about this, our time together and trying to kind of kick it off, there's a lot that we could start by covering. But what I'm wondering is if you could share with us maybe a little bit about why it is what you do or what it is that fuels your passion. Yeah, we came to Thailand about 16 years ago and God just totally put that land on our hearts since then and it's been an amazing exciting journey since then we just love the Thai people and we just see there's just such a need for them to know Jesus because the country's 98% Buddhist and every day we go out on the streets and we just see people living out their Buddhism you know at six o'clock in the morning the monks are walking down the road and people are you know giving them food and worshipping them and things like that and I just look at that and I just feel so sad because, you know, they're putting all this time and effort into Buddhism and it's literally for nothing. And in the end, they they don't know what's going to happen to them when they die. They don't know where they're going. They don't know why they're doing it. They just have to think they have to work hard, work hard, gain merit, gain merit, and maybe, you know, they might do better in the next life. There's just no guarantees. And I work with a little preschool in town and the kids get taken to the temple on a regular basis and and the teachers put up photos and things. And it just absolutely breaks my heart to see those little kids at the temple with their flowers and their flags and their big happy smiles. And I just pray, oh, Jesus, you know, just show them that it's empty, show them that it's nothing. And and I just I just find that really, really hard. And that's what gives me the desire just to keep on going and be able to share Jesus with these people. And and I just see the fear that they live in too, because Buddhism on the outside is quite a calm, peaceful religion. But once you get deeper into it and get to know people and, and see how they live their lives, they're actually living their lives in fear every day. And like Jesus can just totally free them from that. And when he does, it's just such an amazing experience for them. 
Jen, thanks for sharing that. Now, as I think about this, you know, obviously there are some challenges in reaching Buddhists, but I, I appreciate your heart in that. Would you mind sharing with us a little bit about yourself and your ministry, how it is that you're connecting with Buddhists and what it, what more specifically it is that you're doing? Yeah, okay. Um, so uh, just a bit about our ministry. Basically, we're just a family living our Christian lives in in Thailand. We're not really with any mission organisation, though we get our visas and work permits and things through a church foundation that that we work under. So really, we're we're just living our lives in the community. We're involved in the community through teaching English in schools. We work with a lady in the university teaching English there too. We run a gym. We visit a local jail. We help our pastor friend with his ministry in remote villages up in the mountains. Yeah, we're into sustainable organic agriculture and we teach swimming and we have our little house church and and do English lessons before church and then have a little Sunday school for the kids before church. And what we believe God has asked us to do, there's four, four things that we believe he asked us to do. And the first one is to connect with the community, not to hide ourselves away in a church, but to make the town our church. And the second one is to share the gospel. And, but when we're in relationship with people, when we have gotten to know people and we can walk with them and talk to them and just share the things of God with them. Number three, he wants us to grow disciples using the keys that he's given us to reach these people. And number four is train leaders so that they can take the church in our town to a better place than we can take it. Hmm. And number five is improving lifestyles. Just give people a hand up and teach them things and give them skills. And we just have a really good connection with the people in town. Everyone knows us and everyone knows the gym. And, like, the gym is really our face in town. It gives us a presence in town. And everyone knows that we're the Christians and that we're not here to hurt anybody or to, you know, to do any harm. And God's just opened so many doors for us, mainly on the basis of us being native English speakers. So that's a really good skill to have, speaking English. (laughs) Yeah, and God's just told us to love the people, and that's something that we can do. We, we can love people. That's easy for us to do. He's also encouraged us to tell people our God stories, things that he's done for us, and that's a great way to start conversations and get questions going about God. Yeah, and we, just, we also believe that it's Thai people that are going to reach Thai people, but we think that God has given us some strategies to help them do that. So, um, yeah, we, we share those strategies with them. But the most important thing I think that God has taught us is just to listen to him and then just get on board with what he's doing. I think he's given us this plan that I've just talked about and he's just been leading us through it over the last few years and it's just been a really exciting time for us and a really exciting time to see how God's just brought everything together and and made it all happen because it's really had nothing to do with us. (laughs) That's very exciting. You just shared a lot. Frankly, in all honesty, my my head is actually spinning a little bit right now because I'm going, oh my goodness, that's so much wisdom. That's so much amazing stuff. I mean, just the idea of learning to listen, the ideas of connecting with the community and not hiding out. What what ways have you found help you to connect with the community? Definitely being in the schools and doing the swimming lessons is a massive, big help to us because we connect with the kids, we connect with their families, and it's quite a smallish town for Thailand, so 
we actually know a lot of people in town through the schools and through the university and we can go downtown and like, like there's always someone down there, you know, coming up to talk to us, you know, oh, hello, teacher Jen, how are you? Oh, this is my mum, this is my dad. And, yeah, like we've just formed some great relationships through the schools and through teaching English. Wow. Now, as you think about your, your life and your ministry, especially since you've been in Thailand, do you find that everything goes quickly and easily or do you find yourselves failing forward? We have We have times where we sort of think to ourselves, like, you know, what, what are we doing? You know, why, why are we here, God? Like nothing, nothing is happening. You know, we just seem to, to feel like, you know, we're just a, a little bit useless at times and things go really slowly. But just recently, just, you know, putting together all, all this information down on paper, mm-hmm. I've been able to look back and just see what God actually has done. And it's just been little bit by little bit. It, it hasn't been massive big things at a time. And looking back over the three or four years, like God has really achieved a lot. But in the day-to-day walk, often you don't you don't see that and you don't remember that. So, yeah, even though we, you know, felt like we have struggles and we wonder what's happening, sometimes God's just always working. Well, Jen, I, I appreciate you sharing all of the stuff that you've so far shared. And there's a lot that we could be talking about. One of the things I'm wondering is, as you've been kind of failing your way forward, can you maybe share the story with us of a, a significant challenge or a failure that you faced? Yeah, one of the biggest challenges for us has been when, when we first went to our town, we, we hooked up with the local church. And we had a great pastor there and like he was such an evangelist. He was always out doing things, you know, wanting to, you know, reach anybody that he could reach and he was really good at it. But then he left. He he was a, a tribal man and he was called back to his own people up in the mountains. So the church didn't have a pastor, didn't have a leader. And we're at a prayer meeting one night and I just said to the guys at the church, I said, like, how are we going to reach this town? Like, what are we going to do? You know, can you guys give us some ideas? Because you're Thai people, you know how Thai people think and you know what Thai people respond to. And they just looked at us and said to, said to us, well, like, that's your heart to reach the town and reach people in town, but that's not really our heart. Mm. So that really knocked us a bit and we really just weren't, quite sure what to do or or where to go from there. So as a group, we sat down and thought, well, okay, let's just look at the Bible and see what the Bible said about church back in Acts. So we, we, we looked at that and, and saw what it said, and we decided to start our own little house church. And a lot of the people in the church were trying to sabotage things that we had done, which we didn't actually realise at the time, but we found out that, that a bit later. But there's one family in the church who like just really, really had a heart for God and really wanted to, you know, share God in their town. But because there's like a, a hierarchy system in Thailand and, and older people override the younger people, that these younger people weren't able to stand up against these older people and say, well, no, you know, like we do need to reach this town. We, we do want to reach the town. So, yeah, we've just been meeting with those guys for probably the last 18 months, but twice a week, and, you know, just sharing with them and talking with them. And they've gone from being really scared and frightened and not happy to, you know, to, to let people know that they're Christians to being bolder and, and stepping out and, and standing up and saying, yeah, like we follow Jesus. And, and in one of the guy's words, 
he said, like, I'm not scared to tell the Jesus story now. Mm. So even that was, though that was a big challenge, God has done amazing things through it. And, you know, he's taken all of us through that. Wow, that's good. As you think about your life and your ministry, is there maybe a meaningful quote or a powerful scripture that's kind of underpinned what you do and how you do it? It's, it's Psalm 16. And for me, it sums up like who God is in my life, that, that he's God, that I am his, and, and that he is mine, and that I am who I am because of him, and that I'm going where I'm going because of him. And that, that Psalm has just like encouraged me throughout all my life through through lots of different things that I've done. So the whole of Psalm 16, that's been great. Now, we, we have time for probably one more topic before we hit our first break. Do you have maybe a personal habit or something that you do regularly that you believe contributes to what God's been able to do in your life? Well, ever since I've known God, like I've tried to hang out with him every day, um, but it hasn't been every day because I'm just not that good. But <laughs> Um, yeah, and I've just gotten to know him and to know who he is. And I've, I had really good teaching as a young Christian, so I've got a really good solid base for my faith, a really good foundation. And I've always gotten good, clear direction from God. But more recently, I've just been learning to hear from God more effectively on a daily basis. And that's just changed the way that I relate to God and the way that I relate to other people and and the way that I know God and know what he's doing. Yeah, I just more recently, like taking time to actually sit and listen to God purposefully every day has been just a massive big change in my walk, walk with God. It's been, you know, really exciting the things that, uh, yeah, the things that he's been saying and leading us into. Yeah. Wow. You know, I, I really appreciate you taking the time to share that because it can be kind of hard as a believer to share that kind of thing. And uh, frankly, it's good for me to hear that because in my life, things kind of go in seasons. And right now I'm in a season where I'm kind of struggling with that as well. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that coming back to that is, is, is possible and that it's the right thing to do. And that's something that I'm endeavoring to do in my own life. So thanks for sharing that. With that, we are going to go ahead and take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to shift our focus a little bit more toward the ministry. Okay. Hey, this is Jim from Doing Ministry Well. If you're enjoying the Engaging Missions podcast like I do, we'd be honored if you check out our show too at doingministrywell.com. Hey there. Before we get back into this week's episode, I wanted to take just a minute to let you know that coming up in a couple of weeks on September 30th, it'll be International Podcast Day. I'm planning to have a special episode available. I'm actually working on what that would be right now. I need to get that in production pretty quickly. And I also wanted to let you know that you might want to consider doing something special for that day as well. If you really enjoy podcasts, that's a good day for you to share your love of the format, that kind of thing. And I have a couple of suggestions in case you're wondering what you might do. The first is if there's a podcast you really enjoy, maybe you could give that podcaster some feedback. You might not know this, but podcasting, a lot of times as a podcaster, we don't get any feedback about whether or not people enjoy the show or anything like that. So if you do enjoy a show, let that podcaster know. Maybe leave them a rating and review in iTunes, Google Play Music, or Stitcher. Maybe shoot them an email or leave a comment on the show notes page or something like that. Something to let them know that you enjoy the show, maybe to let them know what you enjoy about the show, that kind of thing. Second, if you have a family 
member or a friend who might benefit or really enjoy a show, then let them know about it. If they, if you haven't already, let them know about that specific show. Maybe just give to them as a recommendation. And finally, if you have a message that would be easy to share using your voice and you have the interest, maybe consider starting your own podcast. If that sounds interesting to you, send me an email at feedback at engagingmissions.com and we'll just talk about some of the options, some of the ways that you might do that. No pressure, no sales or anything like that. I just really love the medium and I want to see more people get into it. So those are three suggestions of things that you might do to celebrate International Podcast Day. If you like podcasts, I would recommend that you do that. With that, we're going to get right back into this week's episode. All right, we're back with Jen Hamilton. We just finished up learning a little bit more about her and what's been going on in her life and her ministry. Now we're shifting our focus a little bit more specifically toward the ministry. So Jen, as you think about your ministry and what you're doing, what are the things that most excite you about what you're doing? Well, this year I've been really excited because we've been in Thailand for probably four years in the town that we're in for three years. And we're just sort of, you know, not 100% sure of what we were doing or where we were going, but God's just given us little bits and pieces, you know, bit by bit, step by step. But we've specifically been praying and asking God to give us the keys to sharing the gospel in Thailand and in our town. And I actually believe that he's given us those keys this year. Mm. So we moved out of the traditional church because of, the problems and issues that we were having there. And we started a house church because the people in the church who we felt we were working with had, had told us that their heart wasn't to reach the community for God. And we really we really didn't know what we were doing when we started our little house house church. <laughs> but I came across a website, which is the, the Luke 10 website. Mm. A friend of mine had put something on Facebook and I wasn't even going to read it but it related to, to something that was going on in one of my friend's lives. And I thought, oh, I'll read it. You know, it'll just give me a bit of an idea of what's going on in, in my friend's head. So I read it, and, and it took me to this um, Luke 10 website. And these guys help equip house church leaders all around the world. And I was just reading their website and reading their information, and it just got me so excited. I thought, oh, my goodness, like, I think that this is the key to, to reaching people in Thailand. Mm. So I got in contact with them. I did their Church 101 course, and it was just absolutely brilliant. And I learned to pray the Luke 10 2B prayer. And I believe that these two tools are the keys that we've been asking God for. And we've been able to teach Church 101 in our house church. We've been able to teach it to the guys in the traditional Thai church. We've taught it in the local jail in the remote villages up in the mountains, to a cell group, to the campus ministry team, <laughs> to, to, to families. Wow. And, and, and people have they've, they've just latched onto this concept and they've just gone on and shared it as well. So it's also being used in like non-Christian workplaces too because one of my schools, one of the teachers committed suicide and like, the principals of the school were really upset and they said, like, if we'd given her more attention and paid, you know, spent more time with her, maybe this wouldn't have happened. So I was actually able to share these ideas with her too because it actually can work in non-Christian situations as well as Christian situations. Mm. And some friends of ours from 
the traditional church in Thailand, they own a big factory and they use it every morning with their staff members as well. So God's just taken it and given it to people and then they've just taken it and, you know, shared it again. So it's something that's just spreading and, and replicating and, yeah, it's just really exciting. Wow. And Oh, keep going, please. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, people have just really enthusiastically embraced it and they just really enthusiastically want to share it because I think they've seen what a difference it's made in their lives. So you, you mentioned that there's this couple that's using this in their factory or this company that's using this in their mm. factory. Can you share a little yeah. bit more about how they do that? Yeah, so all, all they do is, like, every morning before everyone starts work, they all get together and they all have a partner, they all have a, a, a friend that they share with each morning and they just ask each other something that they're thankful for that day and then ask each other how they're feeling. You know, so, they should, you know, like if they've got any problems and concerns, they can talk about it to each other. And our friends are Christians and, you know, if questions come up, he and his family can answer their questions and it, it quite often leads them into to God questions and three people in his factory have actually given their hearts to Jesus in the last few months. And that's a, like that's a really big thing for Thai people. Thai people will happily sit and listen to the gospel and say, yeah, that's great, that's really good, I like that, but that's as far as it gets. It doesn't it's hard for them to take it into their hearts and let it actually change their lives because Buddhism has just such a, a stronghold on them. So, um, yeah, like that was such an exciting thing for us to hear about these three people that have come to know Jesus. So, so what I think I'm hearing is that it's not just the gospel, but the gospel being lived out in community where there's a, a real deep connection that's kind of bringing people together that seems to be bridging the gap. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, people, you know, connecting on a heart level together. Yeah, and that's something that I know we as Australians find hard to do <laughs> and I know Thai people find it really hard to do. So, you know, when, when you can connect with someone else like that, it's just such an amazing experience, I think it is. Oh, I, I would agree. I'm I'm a North American and I have some challenges as well. We're considered a cold culture and I think we've probably earned it because being open and and personable is not one of my core skills either. So yeah, I can yeah. I can totally relate. Yeah. You know, you had mentioned that there were also, I think, some strategies around developing leaders. Are the, the strategies for developing leaders are those coming out of the same process? Yeah, it is. And and the, like the Luke 10 community also have a leader 101 course as well. So, um, yeah, we've, we've been doing that and then trying to, to teach. It's really hard because it's all in English, but, you know, trying to get all these things translated into Thai and, and you know, being able to teach it to, to the Thai leaders so they can actually, you know, pass it on to their people as well. Okay. It's, yeah, it's, it's just amazing stuff, or it has been for our situation in Thailand. It's just, yeah, absolutely brilliant. That's good. You had also mentioned praying the Luke 10 2B verse. I'm, I'm assuming yeah. that there might be a couple people who don't know what that is. Could you share that with us? Yeah, so there's about 12 of us in our little group, and all of us have our phones set for um, 10.02 a.m. and our alarm goes <laughs> off and we all sit down and pray like the Luke 10 2B prayer, which is, you know, asking God to send workers into the harvest field. And then when we've prayed, we, you know, we'll pray individually. We just send a little message to our group and say, oh, I've prayed today. And since we've been doing that, we've just had some 
interesting answers to that prayer. I was saying to you earlier on, you know, how we're looking for new people. We need people to, you know, come and work with us. But we've had people come and join us in the campus ministry. Our son has had a guy come to the gym and help in the gym. That's something he's specifically been asking for. Mm. Yeah, we just had, you know, quite a few people actually come to us and, and want to join in with what we're doing. And, like, we haven't had to go out looking for them. God has actually brought them to us and they've, they've approached us and saying, oh, like, you know, can, can we help with the campus ministry? We'd like to get involved in that. I'd like to get involved in the gym. You know, I'd, I'd like to get involved in helping at the jail. So it's, it's just been amazing for me. I, I just couldn't believe how, how quickly God just answered those prayers. And that's why I'm confident that for the future and whatever he's bringing next, he's, he's going to have the people for us and he'll be bringing them to us. Yeah. You, you know, as you were sharing that, I, I guess maybe I had a spark of revelation, or at least that's what I'm going to call it. Because, you know, from time to time, I'll ask God to send people to help me. And I, I don't necessarily ask God to send people to the harvest. And I'm wondering if maybe that's an error in focus, that if maybe we should, we would spend more time praying for people, for laborers in the harvest, we would have other people mm. to help us rather than being self-serving. Is Am I... You can correct me if I'm off base. Yeah, yeah po- possibly. But we actually pray specifically for for our town and, and the things that we're involved in. You know, we ask God to send us people for the schools, for the gym, for our church group, for, our, you know, like people to help us with swimming, people to help us up in the mountains. Like everything we're doing, we're specifically actually praying for for our area. So I have maybe just one other question to kind of tie a bow on this section, and then we'll take another quick break. And I'm just wondering if you, if you could do it all over again, is there anything that you would do differently? I actually can't really think of anything that I would do differently because I just, I, like, I wouldn't know how to do it differently. Hmm. And all through the whole time that we've been involved in, in Thailand, like God, God has guided us step by step. And there's some things that were involved in in the past that I thought, oh, well, that was a waste of time, you know, like that was a lot of years spent and they've just been wasted. But I've actually come to realise that it was actually a training ground for us. You know, God had us in those places doing those things to bring us to where we are now. Um, So what I thought was wasted wasn't. It was used by God and I think everything that we do is, is always used by God. The only thing that I think I might do differently next time if I if I had the chance again would be actually to spend like probably two solid years getting a good grounding in the language instead of trying to learn it on the run mm. and just have that behind me before I started. Like it's fun learning it on the run because lots of, you know, stupid situations arise and, you know, <laughs> people have a good laugh at you and it actually, you know, brings you closer to people. So, but that would, that would be the only thing that I could think I would do differently if, you know, if we had to do it again. Wow, that's good. With that, we are going to take one more quick break. And when we come back, we're going to shift our focus a little bit more toward you as the listener. Here's a taste of what's coming up on the Engaging Mission Show. I would have a great, a great disconnect and almost like a, dep- uh, a depression uh, would, would, would sink into me and I wouldn't because I wasn't active here, you know what I mean? I wasn't active in my own, in my Jerusalem. I was active at the ends of the earth. And and that's not what we're designed to do. So once I started actually participating in that, I started to get a, a lot more energy. I started to get a lot more excitement. 
the excitement was building in my family, was building at our in our life group as we started now to go out and do the same thing. And there was it, it becomes contagious. And when and when we start and when we started working here, as well as in as well as in the nation, that's when things started to really take off for us. If you enjoyed that, you won't want to miss a single episode of the Engaging Mission Show. Subscribe in iTunes or Stitcher to have it delivered automatically. Visit engagingmissions.com slash subscribe. That's engagingmissions.com slash subscribe. All right, we're back with Jen Hamilton. And during the break, we actually had a really good conversation. So I'm going to go ahead and splice that in right here, because I think it's really valuable for all of us to recognize that every one of us is just a person trying to walk with Jesus, that none of us are better than anybody else. And if you as a listener, somebody in the marketplace, somebody called to the mission field, if at any point you're looking at yourself and going, I'm not qualified, I just want you to hear this conversation, because I think that it's going to maybe set some things right. Jen, I just want to say thank you for sharing what you did. Uh, there were a couple of things that, you, as you were sharing that really kind of struck me. So I really appreciate that. Um, okay. Stuff I still have to work on, of course, but, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, that we all. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. Um, you know, that's yeah. that's been one of the struggles is, you know, sometimes people look at this show and they go, oh, my goodness, he must be a missionary or something. I'm like, I've been on a couple short term trips. This is just something I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, I'm not yeah, an expert yeah. at all. I'm just I'm yeah. just a, a dude trying to walk with Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And then we all are, aren't we? Really? Yeah. You know, that, that's all it is, you know. Like we're, we're, we're nothing special and I hate it when we come back here because people think, oh, like you're just, you know, these awesome missionaries. Well, actually we're not. We're just <laughs> us, you know, and and people don't like they're scared to come and talk to you and uh, I, I don't like that, hmm. you know, because uh, we're not, you know, we're just normal everyday people. We've got no qualifications. We've got, you know, no Bible college, nothing. We just heard what God had to say to us and we did it. And yeah, he's using us, even if it's only in a you know tiny little way, but yeah. Having shared that, Jen, I'm just wondering, as we get into this last section, as we start focusing on the listeners, I'm wondering, what would you share with somebody who's called into the marketplace, but they're starting to wonder if what they do really matters for the kingdom? Okay. Well, I, I just think every little thing that we do matters in the kingdom, as long as we do what we do well. So wherever we are and whatever we're doing, like we can always point people to Jesus and we can let people see things in us like love, joy, peace, and then we can let them see the way we live our lives and the way we relate to, to other people. And these are the sort of things that, that we can do everywhere and at, at all times, anywhere we are. And I'll just tell you about a job that I had once. It was my most hated job. I was working... <laughs> working in a fish factory and I hated it and before I started I thought to myself well I know the kind of people that work in places like that Hmm. and I was actually right because I was working with drug dealers alcoholics like angry aggressive people who wanted to kill each other every day ex-convicts druggos and I would get up every morning and I would cry before going to work but then I'd still get up and I'd go and I just did my job and I got to know the guys there. I'd hang out with them at lunchtimes and sometimes, you know, on the way home and things like that. I'd talk to them, listen to them. I loved them. And I only worked there for about four months before I got really sick. But 
everyone in the place would comment and say to me, wow, like there's something really different about you. Like what, what is it? Why are you like you are? So the job that I hated most actually turned into the job that I loved the most because I just really got to, to love these people. And I was able to point them to Jesus. Mm. And I just like want to make the point that God can use us wherever we are and whatever we're doing. Like I was packing boxes of fish every day, you know, so it wasn't a spe- fancy, spectacular job, but God was, was able to use me. So I just believe that everything matters in God's kingdom. Everything that we do matters. Wow, that's good. What would you share with somebody who's beginning to realize that more and more of their neighbors or their coworkers or people are, are people from other religions or other places we might consider missionary territory? Well, I just think that, that everywhere is mission territory because like, wherever we are, that, that's our own mission field. And I know of people who thought that God was calling them overseas to missions, but they didn't ever get there. It just didn't ever happen. Mm-hmm. But they've just come to realize that God has actually brought the overseas mission field to them. Like they're surrounded by people from all different countries, all different cultures, and they're able to impact these people's hearts and lives from, you know, from where they are living in their own country. And I just remember listening to an interview one time with Lecrae, and he said in this interview, if all Christians did their job, there wouldn't be need for missionaries. Mm. So I guess it just comes down to finding out what God's up to and getting on board with him, like wherever we are and, and with whoever's around us. Well, that's good. You know, I guess this is confession day. That reminds me because early on, I thought of missions as being overseas. I knew that there were homeland missionaries as well, but I had a real revelation when somebody shared with me that there were actually missionaries coming over from their country into the U.S. And I was thinking, yeah. why, why would you send missionaries to the U.S.? We have a church on every corner, but Obviously, there are people that aren't being reached. Global Mm. missions really is global missions. Yeah, yeah, totally. Now, do you have maybe an internet resource or a tool or something that you'd like to recommend for our listeners? Like I I really 100%, if like, I know it's not for everyone, but, you know, if, if you're into, you know, home churches, house churches and, you know, because we moved away from the traditional church in Thailand, we're still very connected with our, our church in Australia here. But we had to move away from the traditional church in Thailand and start our little house church. The Luke 10 website has just been absolutely fantastic for us because we honestly had no idea where we were going or what we were doing. And we've hooked up with these people and they've been able to help us and guide us um, and, and love us and care about us. You know, like I'm in one of their leader teams and I connect with them every fortnight and it's just great to have someone to talk to, someone to listen to, someone that, you know, knows what I'm on about. Yeah, so, like, their, their information's great, their support's been great for us, and it's really what's helped us move ahead in our town in Thailand and, and in our ministry. And as I said, they're a great support and a great encouragement to us. So, like, I would highly recommend that website and their, their tools, you know, if that's the direction you're heading in. For those of you who are listening, we will make sure that we have the links linked up in the show notes, which will be at engagingmissions.com slash Jen Hamilton. Now, Jen, we're just about done. I'm wondering, could you share with us maybe one last piece of advice and the best way for people to connect with you? Then we'll say goodbye. Okay. For me, 
I think the the most important thing that I've learned recently is to listen to God, to actively listen to God. And as I said before, I always thought that I heard quite clearly from God, but the practice of intentionally spending time listening to God each day has just drawn me closer to God and it just helps me know his heart on a much deeper level and like it's just been the best thing for me recently and um, you know like I can, I can connect with him in a different way and I can connect with other people in a different way. Yeah, so if people want want to connect with us, the best way really for us is Facebook. We just find that easy. I've got a Facebook page and we've also got a Futures Ministry page. That's just what we call ourselves. So if anyone would like to connect, they can connect with me on Facebook and then I can add them to our, our Futures Ministry page too if they're interested in that. All right, good stuff. Jen, thanks so much for being with us today. I really appreciate your time and your generosity. Thank you for having me. It's been great talking to you. Thanks a lot to Jan Hamilton for being with us and to you for joining us. Show notes are available at engagingmissions.com slash Jan Hamilton. That's where you'll find links, quotes, and resources to help you engage. Make sure you come back next week when we'll be hearing from Jerry Smith. He trains and deploys people in the short-term missions assignments in West Africa and is heavily involved in some work in South Florida. Subscribe to make sure you don't miss it by visiting engagingmissions.com slash subscribe. And please help us understand how we can improve the show and serve you better. Send an email to feedback at engagingmissions.com. Thanks for listening to the Engaging Missions Show. You can find more great content like this, along with show notes, by visiting engagingmissions.com or by subscribing to the show in iTunes or Stitcher. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us an honest rating and review in iTunes. Audio editing was provided by Jeff Butterworth of Sound Paradigm Studio. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back next week.